Hello listeners and welcome to CMI's Peace Talks. I'm your host Antti Emmälä, CMI's Communications Manager. In this show we look at the world through the lenses of peacemaking. We have conversations with both our own and other top experts on what it takes to build lasting peace in this unstable world situation. In the wise words of our founder, Nobel Peace Laureate Martti Ahtisaari, we believe that all conflicts can be resolved. This podcast is about how to do it. It's been 10 years since the overthrow of Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. The end of Gaddafi's four-decade rule held the promise of a better future, but many dreams remain unfulfilled as the country has been caught up in constant instability. Still, as Libya marks this 10th anniversary, there's renewed hope for peace. The recent election of a unified interim government could bring a long-standing political stalemate between rival factions to an end. How to make the most of this opportunity to build peace? What needs to change so that the next 10 years would look brighter for the country? My guests today are Sana Keskitalo, Senior Manager for CMI's Libya Project, and Wolfgang Mühlberger, CMI's Senior Advisor for the Middle East and North Africa. Great to have you both here with me. Thank you. Glad to be here, Antti. Hi, thank you. Hello. So, um, if we think about the last 10 years in, in, in Libya, uh, one could describe those years being very difficult. You have um, continuous instability with resurging violence, rival administrations, and worsening life conditions for Libyans. And on the top of all that, you have uh, the sort of uh, growing interference of uh, foreign powers in, 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 in Libya's affairs. Briefly, how did we get here and what has gone wrong? Would you like to start, Wolfgang? Yes, sure. Well, we definitely have a still open-ended transformation in Libya of the political system, of the security sector, of the question of redistribution of wealth. So it's touching on all levels, which is not surprising after such a long period of autocratic rule under Gaddafi. I think there's basically five short, relatively short stages, uh, which brought us to where we are. The first one was the uprising, which culminated in the killing of Gaddafi in October 2011, which was followed by uh, another cycle, a stage uh, that was marked by uh, very positive developments, such as elections held in 2012 and then also in 2014. However, After the elections in 2014, there has been a split of the administrations, which is also a geographical split between the west and the east uh, of the country, with the parliaments or the rump parliaments uh, um, uh, taking their 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 venue in 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 different cities and representing some sort of also ideological uh, cleavages that have appeared following Gaddafi's demise. And this split then even led to a first phase of civil war, 2014 and 15, which then came to an end uh, in a first uh, UN-sponsored high-level 
political agreement, the, the Skirat uh, agreement, the so-called uh, well Libyan political uh, agreement, uh, which created uh, a new nominated uh, body, so it has not been elected this time, uh, which is now being actually uh, um, uh, replaced by by another new uh, nominated body. And um, there has been a phase of stability then after 2015 uh, with a lot of um, external uh, efforts also to, to, to help uh, the, the, the transition. Um, but uh, the increasing external interference then led to another phase of civil war in 2019, 2020, um, which was a sort of a low intensity conflict, but from the perceptions of, of the Libyans and their experience, of course, of a, a very, very nasty uh, civil war phase, which um, then also came to an end again with the Berlin conference uh, in uh, January uh, 2020. Uh, half a year later, there has been a ceasefire agreement. So on the basis of the ceasefire agreement, we have now seen some uh, new political uh, momentum uh, gaining uh, the gaining ground uh, again, so there is some some hope that there there will be some more representative government uh, being put in place, hopefully through parliamentary and presidential election end of this year. The date is the twenty fourth of December. Sana, how do you how do you see the past ten years for for Libya? What what has gone wrong? Um, to highlight a few key things. Thank you. Um, yes, and, and fully concur with with Wolfgang's very comprehensive um, account of, of the different stages. Um, I think there were a few few key aspects um, after the the internationally backed um, overthrow and and then. Uh, killing of, of Gaddafi and, and the collapse of his regime completely. Um, I think the international um, coalition that, that came together um, and allowed for the, for the NATO strikes um, evaporated rather quickly. So there was no uh, concerted international effort um, to pave the way, to support the Libyans in paving the way towards um, a sustainable uh, transition. Um, that was in 2011. So there was, of course, a lot happening, a lot happening in the region. Um, uh, events with the, with uh, Syria followed, and and the the question of international involvement through military uh, campaigns was brought to. Um, a question after after the events in Libya, which of course led to a, a short civil war then at the time, and there were increasingly split uh, international agendas um, as they um, as everyone came to see the situation rather differently and came to support different factions um, in Libya. Uh, also, there were no institutions that were left after uh, the collapse of the Gaddafi regime. It was practically a state 
um, that was um, that revolved around his figure and the the his networks, patrimonial networks um, within the within the tribal society, and everything was um, geared towards maintaining him um, in power in one way or another. Uh, so the the lacking of these institutions, of course, made the transition into democracy um, much more difficult. And then, because there was no uh, successful peaceful transfer of power um, after 2014, the split has become ever more um, sustained part of the, the Libyan equation. There has been no ability after the split to forge um, sustainable social contract or discuss um, more long-term visions for going forward. It has been much more about um, preventing um, violence and um, in crisis management mode. Uh, there is still no constitutional basis aside from the constitutional declaration that was initially 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 outlined but the constitution that was supposed to be drafted and approved um, has still not passed in the House of Representatives in Libya um, so I think that's one one hurdle in the way of this um, this new positive momentum thank you Thanks, Sana. As you mentioned, and, and, and Wolfgang also mentioned, amid this um, 10th anniversary, there seems to be some cautious uh, optimism for, for better times. <clears throat> so as, as a part of the official peace process, a UN-led forum recently um, elected a unified interim in government that aims at ending a, a political division that has lasted for, many, more, for more than five years now already. And this um, interim government um, has committed to holding um, parliamentary and presidential elections next uh, December. So um, what do you make of these recent uh, events? Is there now really renewed hope for, for peace? Would you like to start, Wolfgang? There is definitely a reinvigoration of the political track, meaning the, the intra-Libyan uh, political track uh, following the, the ceasefire ar arrangement, which was found uh, mid uh, of last year. Initially, the, the Berlin conference, the last uh, big international format, which tried to address uh, the peacemaking efforts in the country in order to be able to continue on the political track, uh, which the previous uh, UN uh, special uh, uh, representative uh, Hassan Salami uh, had put up in, a, in an action plan, uh, which was aborted uh, when the, the, the civil war break broke out in, in April 2019. So, um, following the meeting in Berlin, which put together all the, the important uh, regional uh, and international stakeholders and actually uh, actors in, in, in the conflict, 
um, has uh, enabled the, the, the Libyan side uh, also uh, with the help uh, of the UN with the nomination of, of a body of uh, 75 representatives of geographical distribution of the country uh, and uh, different uh, political uh, uh, elites to um, to come together and uh, in, in, a, in a quite thorny and difficult uh, process with many backlashes also because there's a lot of boycott within this uh, uh, nominated political body um, when it comes to decision making. Um, but uh, the, the, this body, the forum now does exist. It has been able to set a date for the election, with, which is important. However, it still will need to decide on the technicalities of how to carry out the elections, what kind of uh, uh, election mode uh, will, will, will be chosen in order to, to get finally, finally um, get over this interim body phase, which we are still in now, uh, but to get an elected president and uh, an, a new elected parliament. What is the stumbling stone right now is the need for the, the, the cabinet uh, that will be presented hopefully tomorrow uh, to pass the, the vote of confidence in the House of Representatives, which is uh, part of uh, uh, old uh, elected uh, uh, body still from going back to 2014 elections, which is based in Tobruk, and which uh, needs to confirm uh, the cabinet that the new uh, nominated uh, Prime Minister Dabiba uh, is supposed to present tomorrow. Um, so the, the internal cleavages that are present in the uh, Libyan political dialogue forum uh, in, this, in this new political body uh, will need to uh, be overcome and uh, the technical, the decision on the technical solution of how to carry out the elections in December and also the ability to stick to this date uh, will actually be uh, uh, the, uh, the stepping stone uh, for, for, for this body uh, to see how well it functions. But do you remain confident that the this can be done. I mean, the, the the peace process has had its ups and downs, and we've been in a similar situation before uh, as well. Do you remain confident that these sort of um, hurdles could be could be overcome? The, the, these these um, challenges uh, can can certainly be met. The question is how much uh, spoilers uh, within the political forum. Uh, will uh, well get mobilized, and also what external potential spoilers might do if they have the impression that the results are not forthcoming to their own geopolitical or geostrategic interests. Everyone in Berlin, all the participants, including the relevant actors such as Turkey, such as Russia, uh, the US, of course, uh, several European countries, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Algeria, they all committed to supporting and to accepting the outcome of what the Libyans are going to decide in their own political track. Mm -hmm. um, however, just after the Berlin conference, there was a, a, an extreme um, 
intensification of, of warfare, uh, which actually decided the, the, the siege of Tripoli and which pushed back the, the, the forces, the military forces uh, uh, from, 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 from the east of the country to, to, to the center, actually. Uh, so uh, there, there is a lot of pledges uh, and we will need to see um, uh, what, what external actors uh, are going to do about it. However, the, the signs seem to be very promising because those who have not won now in, in this uh, nomination round of the prime minister and of the presidential council uh, have uh, accepted uh, defeat uh, and have publicized their, 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 their acceptance and have uh, congratulated the winners. So there, there seems to be a real fatigue also amongst the Libyans uh, to to stop uh, the quarrels and 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 to get to get forward, um, so there there is definitely there's for sure a good reason to 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 have hope. Mm. Sana, how do you see this? Are, are things different this time? Uh, how do you see it? Yes, I think um, I think there is reason to be um, cautiously optimistic. Um, that's what we're certainly hoping for um, and, and gearing towards and hoping also at DMI um, to support. Uh, there, is, there is something now on the ground. There are certain milestones that the political process led by the UN mission, uh, but um, owned by the Libyans in the Libyan uh, National Dialogue Forum. Sorry, the Libyan political dialogue forum, the LPDF, um, they have reached now uh, this new selection of the new executive. And it wasn't always clear that we would even get this far. I think there has been a fair amount of cynicism regarding the, the political dialogue, um, as well as the lasting of the, of the ceasefire that effectively started in the summer of, of 2020. Um, after the uh, a, a sort of military balance was was reached on the ground, and there was um, there was nowhere to go uh, without major escalation. Um, so I think um, I think we're we're in a in a positive place at the moment, uh, but there are many hurdles ahead, as as also mentioned by by Wolfgang. Uh, there is a lot of work to be done for this government if they do get the, the blessing of the House of Rep Representatives or get the blessing of the Libyan Political Dialogue Forum if the House of Representatives is unable to, to convene as they, have the, as they have been in the past. There is certainly uh, the preparation for the elections, um, ensuring that they do go ahead um, on the on the date promised, because I think there is um, should the elections not go ahead, um, I think that will increase the risks of violence um, exponentially. Um, ensuring that the local parties, um, different political actors from across the spectrum, um, maintain their positive outlook on this government, and I, I think that will that will in part um, depend on whether it looks like they are indeed uh, functioning um, as they have been commissioned 
to take the transition um, to its final stage and also to focus on on delivering some basic services, whether electricity, ensuring water, um, providing some level of security um, to the Libyan people. Um, whereas if if it does look that they they would be cementing their power, uh, which of which there are no signs as of yet, um, but that has been unfortunately um, the case in the past that the the transitional governments have not have not always passed uh, passed the power to the next one. I think that would then uh, be a major setback. Of course, there is the question of of um, the regional representation uh, within the dialogue forum if it continues to function, and also now uh, it has been cemented within the new executive. It has been uh, selected based on the on the regional representation, um, which is um, probably in these conditions um, perhaps the only way, but it's also a way of cementing divisions that are in part artificial um, um, to the traditional uh, way of, of, of approaching the politics. So is this something um, that will um, set for longer term problems or is this something that will then can be overcome when through the election, electoral process? Uh, we, of course, hope, hope so. And how to how to ensure that we can um, the peace on the ground is kept, the ceasefire holds. Uh, we should, of course, know that there are still mercenaries and external um, armed actors on the ground from from a number of, of um, external countries, um, as well as um, hundreds of, of Libyan armed groups um, as well. So the question of of being able to, for the transitional government to be able to um, advance uh, the level of security uh, through some form of small reforms even during this year would be important. And then, of course, this external actor's role in in withdrawing their, their armed actors from the ground in Libya will be key uh, for the process. Mm. So talking about the regional and international powers, um, is the reading right that this time they could play a more constructive role? How do you see this, Wolfgang? I think one of the most interesting developments in this context has been the election of the president in the United States. Um, United States is still, uh, of course, uh, the, an essential uh, power broker uh, when it when it comes to well, also to Mediterranean politics and Mediterranean security. The question now is how much uh, President Biden will be concerned with uh, domestic politics. Um, he has already signaled uh, some kind of. Uh, um, method in the sense that uh, most probably uh, he, he considers Libya a, a European problem, uh, talking about European Union in, from, from this perspective, 
So, uh, which in the conclusion also means that the European nations who are the most uh, active uh, in and the most interested in Libya, uh, that is France, that is Italy, uh, it used to be UK, but uh, it's now more Germany also because of the visibility of the Berlin process. Mm. These European countries, uh, uh, either EU members or not, uh, have to come together, uh, uh, prioritize Libya uh, and uh, put together uh, a strategy uh, that allows them also to uh, have a strong uh, representation and foothold uh, in Libya, uh, because if this is not uh, going to be done, uh, others who have already partially taken this place, namely Turkey, who has its own army present on the ground uh, in Tripoli, uh, plus its mercenaries from Syria, uh, and the same goes uh, for for Russia. Um, so uh, there there is a, a real uh, geopolitical struggle that has um, been playing out in in Libya over the over the past years, which has been. Uh, really invigorating uh, negatively the 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 the, the whole uh, conflict uh, dynamics. It has been uh, uh, reinforcing the, the 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 warfare. So um, um, the the big question mark, and this needs to be followed, is is how the U.S. will actually eventually position itself. Uh, but from a European perspective, there is certainly uh, the need to to prioritize uh, uh, Libyan Libyan uh, dossier and also to overcome the differences uh, between uh, Italy and France and to recognize that there is a shared interest in the stability uh, of Libya in the in the existence of uh, a functioning. Uh, state that can deliver to its citizens uh, because the uh, the people really suffer seriously from electricity cuts, uh, lack of water supplies. Uh, they're, 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 the the governance right now from the interim bodies is 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 very poor. Uh, so the international uh, community also uh, will need to to support uh, this this transition and. Most of all, as I mentioned previously, I think accept uh, any kind of outcome from from this from this current uh, uh, intra-Libyan uh, political track. Mm. Sana, is, is is it too idealistic to expect that um, um, the foreign powers such as Russia or Turkey or um, the Emirates or Egypt, um, those, those countries would? Um, not seek so much their own sort of um, short-term uh, interests in, in in Libya, but to play a more constructive role. How do you, how do you see this? Um, well, I, I I don't think it's in it's impossible. I don't think it's something that has been forthcoming. I think it really depends on also what the Wolfgang was mentioning. I think these um, positive forces. Um, including um, the EU, potentially including the, the US, again, depending on their positioning, um, this international support for the transition, I think that really is the key. And I think um, I, I completely agree that, um, 
that there would be major benefits from an increased EU focus on on Libya. Uh, there have been a number of supporting statements, and um, and there is um, clearly interest um, in 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 the EU to see to see this through and to support um, the new executive as well, and to support the dialogue forum. Uh, in completing the transition and and going towards the election, so I think this is the key for this year to concretely also try to uh, develop mechanisms for supporting supporting this um, and ensuring also that if there are um, if there are setbacks, if there is an increased um, risk of of violence, um, if the weapons deliveries that I understand. Um, are still ongoing to a certain extent if if they were to to increase if there is if it looks like there would be violence on the ground i think the eu um the us and and other hopefully also these regional forces would step up to um um to act against it um politically uh through monitoring um through technical support um but I think this year will be key for the international community to to overcome the past mistakes of of kind of um, putting Libya in the limelight at a certain time and then moving to other things, uh, which is of course understandable. But at the same time, it's it's such a fragile process and 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 at a very vulnerable stage. So I think it is very important that this focus is kept. And and all the means within the EU, in particular, to support it are are taken advantage of. Um, I think for the other other parties, particularly the ones who have um, um, supplied their mercenaries, uh, supplied weapons, and so on, it seems that there is some kind of realization at the moment um, that the political game is more advantageous uh, for them as well and I think um, I think the importance is uh, to try to maintain the stability and for the for the international community to um, through all means to try to um, advance the removal of the mercenaries I'm here speaking of international community where uh, in Libya, the international community, as any storm, sort of consensus, has often been missing. Um, so here, I'm referring mainly to the to the EU and and also to the US. Mm. Um, I think all of the all of the regional uh, players can also play a positive role, and and they are certainly the ones who have a more immediate interest um, in Libya, uh, whether as an as an economic as an economic power, Libya is a very wealthy state uh, with its um, uh, with its um, oil. Um, it has uh, been very important for Egypt as a as a labor market as well as a trading mm. partner. Similarly, for the for the Turkey, it's a big market um, with a lot of uh, infrastructure to be rebuilt. Uh, Russia, similarly, um, as far as I understand, is probably positioning itself to to enter into the into the oil market and ensure that its companies have a have a good position vis-a-vis -vis that. 
So I think um, the regional states certainly also have a stake in Libya's stability. I think there has been um, a more of a zero-sum approach previously, where there has been this idea that um, that the interests of of one regional actor uh, will be countered by anyone else, uh, kind of having having this space. So I think there is uh, there is a lot that can be done also in that respect to to support the political process and to support stability in a way that allows Libya first of all to function as a as a hopefully democratic um, country that is very wealthy uh, for its people and then also as a as a regional partner to all of these states so there's definitely a need for a more unified and constructive involvement from the part of the international community and, and external powers in, in, in general. If we then move to the um, larger peacemaking uh, efforts in, in, in Libya, um, obviously the official UN-led peace process is, is, is just um, uh, one of these um, peacemaking efforts and, and one has to bear in mind that uh, no peace process is, is perfect um, as such and the, um, the official process um, as highlighted here here previously as well, uh, has at times faced heavy criticism. So it has been uh, described as a platform uh, for Libyan elites to continue fight for political power and, and resources. And this has been at the expense of uh, at the expense of, of of hammering out a common vision and and future for Libya in in order to build um, sustainable um, peace. How do, how do you see this criticism? Wolfgang, would you, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, thank you. Well, it, it is it is of course always easy to be to be critical, and one also needs to see the the, the positive uh, developments that that are are, are taking place. Uh, it is uh, relatively true, uh, however, that. Um, the the political elite uh, of Libya, which is also represented in the current uh, Libyan political dialogue forum, um, uh, does not uh, en enjoy uh, a, a lot of uh, um, legitimacy or, or even 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 credibility in the eyes of many Libyans. Probably the reason is also the the, the difficult uh, economic situation with the uh, terrible levels of, of inflation, the poor services we were referring to. So there is, of course, a material side always to, to politics and, and to expectations also towards uh, your government uh, to, to deliver. And it has not been the case. So it's crucial to get out of this interim um, phase and have uh, elected representative bodies. But then the new uh, big uh, chapter needs to be opened, which is to know on which basis these political bodies will operate. Um, Sana was referring to that uh, at the beginning, the question of the constitution. Uh, there, there is, there is uh, no uh, unitary vision uh, at this stage that uh, could be embodied uh, in, 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 in a constitution. So there have been proposals to uh, revive the old constitution from the 50s, which was a constitution that uh, includes a lot of uh, strong regional components. 
So it's a sort of a federal model, but then again, uh, a federal model also requires uh, some kind of central, uh, strong central government to be implemented. Um, I, I think uh, the, the question of the constitution will sooner or later come on the table as a, as a central uh, essential topic uh, to, to, to bring, uh, to also to signify pr progress uh, on, on the political file uh, for Libyans, uh, because otherwise uh, uh, the, the, it remains stuck uh, in a cycle of um, interim, non-interim government. And even uh, the, the, the incentives for external spoilers to intervene, as long as there's no real uh, also legal foundation for the political bodies uh, will, 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 will be bigger and it will simply be easier also for, for uh, external actors uh, to intervene uh, as long uh, as uh, the, 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 the Libyans are, are not able and not uh, uh, made able to, to, to create this, this, uh, this, this common, common, common project. But um, the, the criticism right now uh, against the, 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 the still uh, uh, the, the government which is still in place in Tripoli with regards to, to uh, uh, um, um, the, the way that the, the funds are handled and the redistribution of the wealth and corruption, etc., uh, is, is really problematic. Uh, so it's, it's, it's important to get, uh, to get a, a sort of a shared spirit. Uh, and this is... Uh, obviously a very very uh, difficult uh, task uh, that the next next government will will need to undertake and also to to prioritize i think mm. sana talking about these larger peacemaking efforts in libya in in which way cmi's work uh, tries to contribute to building this long term common vision for libyans and and, and libya at CMI, we have been working in Libya for a number of years, and we have um, looked at ways of supporting the transition process uh, without engage, engaging directly in any way in the formal formal UN-led uh, track. So we have been working with uh, Libyan political parties, starting incrementally to, to build trust uh, between the, the main political party blocs that um, engaged um, in the in the previous elections and that were there was a lot of animosity a lot of um, uh, a, a strong lack of trust so we started we started there convening them bringing them the parties together have now been increasing the number of the parties included in the dialogue and the parties themselves identified the need to develop a common code of conduct that outlines their commitment to a, a future, future democratic civil state in Libya and how the political party should behave in a way as to encourage that and, and um, step away from, from any engagement in violence, for example, or, or, or the armed groups. So that has been a very um, positive uh, positive development within our work and this uh, this is not only I mean the trust building aspect is strong with our work with the political parties at the same time uh, we also aim for the longer term 
development of the of the political system because in in all likelihood political parties will play a crucial role in the future they have had a very challenging path in libya they were outlawed and demonized under under gaddafi and have thereafter sought their role and have not always also been constructive actors um certainly during the the conflict so so um we're hoping uh, to support their work uh now particularly in this crucial year that that we're looking at the elections hopefully at the end of the year so the political parties are uh, hope to hope to play a very constructive role in that um we have also worked with uh, with uh, figures from the Fezzan so that's the south uh, southwestern part of Libya uh, traditionally one of the the three uh, kind of uh, major uh, regions um a very Libyan, uh, Libyan nationally oriented region, nonetheless, uh, but a very neglected one as well. And and Fezzan um, is placed um, uh, next to the Sahel, of course, which is crucial for security, and and um, has been one of the the main smuggling routes as well. From there onwards to to Libya and even to to Europe. Um, and there are a lot of uh, also politically uh, politically and developmentally uh, marginalized um, in libya and particularly during this very uh, conflicted uh, transition period has mm. not um, has not been able to gain its voice within the within the political discussions um, so we have been working with uh, with a number of Hazani figures in in looking at common analysis of the of the region and of the region's place within within a unified Libya, what are the the acute needs and the longer term uh, needs re- regarding reconciliation? And the group have developed some recommendations and and common priorities. Um, so there is a lot of uh, trust building work, uh, trust building work, and um, cooperation that is uh, being enhanced by by uh, non-state actors in Libya there is um a lot of work in the in in terms of reconciliation in terms of trying to bring people together um from the different uh different political backgrounds and and regional backgrounds um and ideological backgrounds so um there is a lot that can be done in that respect and and here of course the coordination is the key um there are a number of of international actors and a lot of very active uh local actors as well in the field of of dialogue and mediation um and emerging uh local mediators so here the 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 question of coordination is the key um so we want to as CMI we want to position ourselves in a way that contributes to the longer term uh, stability the longer term reconciliation in libya without uh, without any overlap and and hoping to to add value where we where we best can and of course we have been should be noted that we have been working with with a number of uh, civil society women um from across libya who have been very active in advancing local reconciliation projects and also have have developed a number of recommendations for the official process and um and the engagement of women and inclusion of women is also a key in our political party work and and in our work in the Fezzan. 
So there is a lot so, to be done. Yeah, definitely, and, and really involving key groups in the Libyan society to to have their voices heard in the in the peace process. Um, still, I would like to continue on sort of the key issues um, that need to be addressed to build sustainable peace. Would you like to sort of continue on this? What what, what are the sort of few key issues, really cru- crucial issues, that need to be addressed? lasting peace um well i think after after some level of stability can hopefully be reached i think this these broader questions and discussions around reconciliation after the number of of violent conflicts since uh, 2011 i think that will be uh, that will be uh key I think um, the development of the institutional framework is, of course, um, part of the the, uh, post-conflict kind of uh, peace building work. And and the constitution will certainly, uh, constitutional development will certainly be key as well. And and as Wolfgang mentioned, it it will figure, um, it will figure into the next phase and, and has to do so. Um, there has been a lot of uh, back and forth, even now during the latest phase on on the constitution, because there was there were some deci- decisions by the the high state council in Tripoli and the the House of Representatives to actually push for a referendum on a constitutional draft that was developed in I believe in 2017, but was never voted on. It was supposed to go for a referendum and then become the constitutional basis, but it never reached the referendum stage uh, for a number of reasons. And there are quite quite, um, quite a few stakeholder groups within Libya who are quite concerned about this specific draft, um, who are worried that it doesn't, it doesn't um, ensure their rights, particularly some of the minority, minority groups. Um, mm. and, um, and it, now it seems that they're there could be an, an interim uh, constitutional basis before the elections that has um, that is basically the constitutional declaration that has served as the supreme law in Libya since 2011 with some uh, possible amendments. So this is one way um, that would allow for the elections to take place on time, because otherwise, if if there are now amendments to the to the actual official draft um, and then a referendum, then the elections would again be pushed uh, pushed back. Um, there is no certainty what exactly will be this, but but I've understood that this is something um, that is on the table at the moment. It would perhaps, uh, one way of looking at it is that the constitutional um, development could then be uh, brought to a close after the elections, after there is a legitimate accepted um, uh, parliament in place and, and an executive. Um, so hopefully, Hopefully, this is one of the um, one of the forms where the institutional development will allow for uh, for a participatory uh, process on on all the rights that should be considered under the constitution. But this is just speculation. I I don't know mm. exactly what is the status. Um, but certainly, and then of course, yes, the reconciliation. There are there are um, I I. Think a host of groups in Libya who um, 
for very valid reasons, feel that they have been uh, marginalized and 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 excluded, um, and their rights have not been have not been um, uh, taken into consideration. And of course, there are also uh, the the figures and and the groups and supporters still some of the uh, former regime um, who were excluded for a long time from from political life and and marginalized as well. So uh, and then of course all the all the all the sides who have suffered uh, during these these number of violent conflicts. So I think the the reconciliation aspect is something that um, that would deserve. Uh, would deserve focus in the in the coming phases. Mm. So um, healing different wounds caused by the conflict, for for instance. Um, Wolfgang, this this next question is for you. Um, in, in in which way in Libya we can look at the situation um, through the lenses of of uh, of a need uh, for a new social contract? We know that this is. The case also in many other um, countries in the Middle East and North Africa. Uh, so bef- before the Arab Spring, you had these author- authoritarian regimes and you ha- had a certain uh, social contract. But there's now a urgent need f- to build this new type of social contract in this in these countries. How do you see the essence of this social contract and, and how it can be brought about? You're right. The, the the one of the core motivations for for the Arab Spring uh, uprisings, including the one in Libya, was the the wish to have a have a say in politics, uh, and the, the 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 need that the people felt that uh, um, unaccountable security forces uh, um, should 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 stop uh, interfering uh, in, in their lives uh, quite quite brutally and without any 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 negative consequences for them so uh, um, the, the, these these social contracts uh, depend uh, in in a way uh, need to be fashioned uh, for each country differently um, also because of the different um, economies and material bases which are an important element of the of the social contract especially if you have a relatively uh, monolithic uh, state revenue uh, focused around uh, the, the 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 wealth that is created from from hydrocarbon um, exportation uh, to to international international markets so the the, the first uh, pillar is is the question of uh, creating representative uh, government uh, how this functions should this be based on a bill of rights or is there going to be a constitution uh, i mean other countries also don't have constitutions uh, but they they have some kind of uh, um, ideal or idealistic uh, foundation and also a shared spirit uh, which which makes uh, well the nation state basically uh, functioning uh, it's interesting in the libyan context to see that on the municipal elect, uh, level there have been numerous uh, elections uh, carried out since 2011 uh, initially uh, in in a not so formal way uh, just to create some local councils to control the situation 
including a security uh, element, but uh, uh, the, the municipal councils throughout Libya, and they are currently also have been elected once uh, recently, um, uh, have a lot uh, of, uh, of credibility. They are considered representative, which indicates that uh, things are possible. I think the big struggle uh, in, in, in Libya is, is, is uh, about the wealth of the country. And this is what the elites uh, until now have not been able to agree uh, upon, um, basically, who is going to be in control. So uh, this whole mentality also needs to change uh, that uh, someone uh, is going to 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 win the biggest chunk of the cake, etc. So the, the the logic of having uh, uh, a democratic uh, representation uh, and of being a civil servant that represents the people, um, it still has to develop, uh, which is actually normal. You can't expect this to happen uh, just uh, you know in a in a couple of years after so many decades of of very fierce uh, repressive uh, rule uh, under under a dictator but the municipal um, um, developments i think are very positive and are, are showing uh, the direction that that is possible um, however the the current uh, political elites who are involved in in the different formats uh, still uh, well basically need to rationalize this also and uh, and, and understand their, their, their role uh, that is expected that they should play uh, from, from, from the electorate. What also needs to be um, taken into account in the new social contract is the question of how the, well, the security sector will be, will be managed. Because as long as the militias uh, are not demobilized, as long as they are not uh, included officially in, into security forces with uh, a certain uh, task, but in a strict hierarchy, uh, they, they will tend to become more and more enmeshed with the, with the crimi with criminal activities. Uh, and as Sana mentioned, uh, uh, the, the question of uh, human trafficking, of, of drug trafficking, of arms traffics uh, through the Sahel and uh, the routes through Libya are a, a very good basis. So this also needs needs to be addressed. And uh, linked to the economic question, the redistribution of the wealth of this extremely rich, actually the richest uh, country in Africa in terms of hydrocarbon resources. Uh, this redistribution uh, needs needs to be addressed also in the in the in the in the uh, perception or in the logic of, of, of the regions uh, of the country, because why why is Fezan feeling marginalized uh, for two reasons? Uh, because the hydrocarbon resources are being somehow pumped away under their feet and uh, uh, led to the to the to the uh, northern shores uh, for export, but also to create the riches in 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 the in the capital from their perspective. So uh, it, it, the the this the, there's an important uh, or a central element will be how 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 to think about the distribution of of the wealth that is being created, and then of course move. Uh, uh, ahead and beyond this logic of, of focusing only on the, on the hydrocarbon sector, but also to diversify the economy, 
and to 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 make sure that uh, uh, there is sufficient stabilities to to invite uh, well uh, foreign investors, for example, who also have the know-how, etc. Like it happened in the early 2000s, uh, after Gaddafi uh, was ready to um to to forget about his 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 nuclear uh, ambitions and when he re-entered the 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 international community so to say there was a lot of economic activity going on uh and this has come to a complete halt so we 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 need to to address all, all these issues uh, in 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 the new social contract so it's a very comprehensive task So I think we all agree that the potential for a better future is there, but many, many problems remain um, un unsolved, so to speak. In conclusion, um, when you look at the past 10 years in Libya, I think it can be hard to be optimistic about the future. But are you? Um, what will be Libya's next 10 years? What they would look like? What do you think? Um, should I go? <laughs> I can go first. Yes, um, please. This is a very, oh, this is a very, very tough question. Of course, uh, there is um, um, there is so much uncertainty, and I think uncertainty has been the uh, the key word uh, for a number of the past years. Um, I I don't think I don't see that it will be it will be an unnecessarily easy ten years. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there will be uh, basic stability. Uh, I want to be optimistic and, um, and and hope that there will be basic stability and and some progress towards um, many of the the these issues that we have discussed in terms of the building of the the institutional framework that allows for a properly functioning um, governance. Um, Local governance that are able to to provide for the for the people across Libya, and that they would get to to finally benefit uh, from from the wealth of of the nation. Um, so so I'm I'm hoping that there will be um, circumstances that allow for this progress to uh, to start building. I think there needs to be a realization. Among the international actors of of also their their responsibility and and the and the realization that uh, when when this process that is at a very vulnerable state is forgotten, I think the risks of of um, reemerging violence will will increase um, greatly. I think there needs to be every effort made to support support the Libyans as they as they seek to. To overcome this last phase of the transition and uh, and um, close engagement, uh, while not of course dictating the terms, it's important that it's a it's a nationally owned uh, owned process and and that ends hopefully in the elections. Uh, but providing support where support is needed and having those discussions with the with the regional and international actors that might might indeed. Um, Engage militarily. Um, I think that's a that's a role for uh, for the EU and and others. So, this has been a highly interesting discussion on the 
past 10 years in in Libya uh, after Gaddafi and, and, and looking ahead as well. Um, and talking about the key elements for sustainable peace, uh, I think we all agree that um, the situation is difficult as it has been, but there's some new space for optimism. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to CMI's Peace Talks with Antti Amala. If you like our show, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your friends. You can also send us feedback and propose topics to discuss via social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, or by sending email to comms at cmi.fi. <laughs>